2: All right now, people, SEC Media Days over. The open practice and fan day for your Crimson Tide, August 5th. We are 43, count them, 43 days away from the return of Alabama football. And right now on a Friday, TGIF edition of the show. You're rocking and rolling right here on the hottest show on the streets. Number one ticket. When you talk Bama football news in my own world, George truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you guys in here. We bring you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream this to you through YouTube. And speaking of a channel, I don't know what you're doing, but stop what you're doing right now. Hit that subscribe button. Tap subscribe right now. Get everybody you know over there, casual fan, die Bama fan, consumer of Bama football, friend, family member, whoever they may be. Have them hit that subscribe button right now because if you love the content, guess what? They will also hit that like button as well. Give us that thumbs up, tap the like button. Appreciate the show right there. We're trying to get this 50 likes out the gate to start it up here that daily super chat go 100 dollars daily super chat going 100 bucks right there jimmy the bad man shut him down clay got us halfway home with the 50 dollar donation in the super chats and i think something else elon just dropped in and elon is riding that down. Dera- How about J.D. Long, who comes in here with 19.99 in the Super Chats. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Appreciate all of you guys making this your show. Your plan from your spot. I think something else. Eli just dropped in. So let's see what this is. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, baby. Oh. Oh man! We got Jonathan McMillan! Jonathan McMillan who's coming here with the $100 donation! Holy cow! Is that McMillan or McLean, Eli? It's Jonathan McMillan with that $100 donation. Absolutely appreciate all of you guys. We've hit the Daily Super Chat goal before I even got in the to topic number one. How about that? Also, Hit that notification bell, so that way you miss nothing when it comes down to your Alabama football. We appreciate that. Um, uh, we want you to call in tonight also, Tide Nation. Call in. Uh, you can call in by hitting 205-448-1358. Then I'm going to call in to let your opinion be made known on the show, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. Without further ado... We're going to do something a bit different tonight. We're going to start off the show by bringing on the main star of the show. The main star right now. Y'all think I don't get sleep. This guy doesn't sleep at all as he's out there covering every recruit from A to Z. He's out there driving, flying, going all across the country. When you talk about docking these recruiting classes, nobody follows this in-depth. Quite like our director of scouting and recruiting for TDA our own Justin Smith is here and uh Justin Happy Friday to you how you feeling. Feeling good, Steven. Excited, we all. Absolutely. We got Justin joining us right here on the phone lines. And so, Justin, let's get this thing cracking here. Crimson Tide adding on another verbal commitment for the 2024 class. It has really picked up steam here the month of July. This young man, four-star offensive lineman, William Sanders, Big guy, athletic guy, can move a lot. Strikes me as more of an offensive guard. We'll see what his position becomes once he gets on campus here. But When you look at William Sanders, what does he bring to Alabama? What jumps out to you on tape? Well, what do you like about Sanders as he gave his yes today to the Crimson Tide?
4: Got to be his physicality. This kid is the definition of nasty and physical. When he strikes, guys, he strikes with so much force. He just destroys defenders when he's pulling and blocking in the open field. When you see this guy coming down a track, and you're you're in the open field, you're a defender. He's a he's the type of guy you want to get out of his way because he's coming with bad intentions. So the first thing you see is that mobility, is that physicality, is that nastiness. Of course he plays with more of a run-first offense at Brookwood High School. That's why you see a lot of running. When you turn on his highlights, he's actually working with one of the top offensive linemen and defensive linemen trainers inside, um, maybe inside the country now. This is a guy who has trained some of the top players in the NFL who went to Alabama, guys, and Anthony Jennings for Mathis, Jonathan, not just Ballet, but De'Ron Payne, and Quentin Williams, when you talk about Terrence Swift, he's training some top offensive linemen now, and he's, worked, he's been working with, william sanders for a couple of months now and he you know sanders is starting to make some stride at strides as a pass blocker. so this is a kid who i think is a huge get for the crimson tide and one of the best things about him is his frame at six foot four 295 pounds he's slim he doesn't carry any bad weight so as soon as he gets into the program he's not going, going to have to do what some of these, some of these other 300 pound plus guys have to do but they have to lose weight Redesign their bodies. He 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 won't have to do that. He, he's the guy who's going to have to come in. He just had to work to add on some muscle, add on some muscle weight. I think he can just get into that rotation pretty quickly. When you look at him, he's like there's no way that kid's an offensive lineman. He must be a tight end or something. This is how his frame is built at the moment. So there's a lot to like about William Sanders' upside.
2: We got Justin Smith here on the phone lines, the director of scouting and recruiting for Touchdown Alabama magazine on, on a Friday. If you're just checking us out here, in my own words, talking to one William Sanders, four-star offensive lineman who has committed here to the Crimson Tide. And so, Justin, w- w- what do you think uh, Nick Saban, Eric Wolford, O-line coach, is going to get the most out of Sanders in, in this regard? In what areas do you feel like? They will get the most out of William Sanders. You're talking about his frame. uh, You're talking about what he can do up front here, the physicalness, the nastiness of what he plays with. What do you think are the key things Coach Saban and Eric Wolford will get out of this young man the most, especially once he comes in? He's
4: going to get a kid based on what I've noticed from him. is a kid that knows – he has to get better and he wants to get better just by some of the strides that he has taken. Alabama did not offer him until they saw him in person, saw him move around. and saw how impressed he was. I saw him with Coach Squiff a couple of months before Alabama hosted him for camp. And I, when I saw him, I saw his film, I was like, yo, that kid should have every offer in the book, and it didn't surprise me that Alabama did eventually um, offer him, but he knew he had to go to camp, so he with that camp coming up, with LSU camp coming up, with Mississippi State's camp coming up. He went to the lab. He went and got better, and that's why he performed at that level at the Alabama camp, at the LSU camp, at the Mississippi State camp. He got all of those offers last month, and those three schools were his last three schools, so you're going to get a guy who knows he has to get better, and I think he's going to put in the work um, to get better, along with that some of the stuff that he already has, that physicality that mobility, that frame, and
2: that size. I know a, a lot of people, Justin, uh, and you and I both talked about this, were concerned with the Alabama Crimson Tide 2024 class, you know, back in May and June, uh, moving a little bit slow. And then you mentioned way until the month of July. That's when things pick up and month of July. Justin, you called it. This month has been huge for the Crimson Tide on the recruiting trail, picking up several names here, the latest one being William Sanders. Who could be next as we round out this month, next week, the final week here for, for July, as August comes in, you got fall camp coming in here, fan day, the open practice. Now, who could be Who could be, in your opinion the next guy or the next couple of guys that could commit here as we're rounding out this month?
4: Oh, tomorrow, of course, everybody else will be on. I'm um, Jamie French. I'm um, the four-star 2025 wide receiver for the Crimson Tide. are in a good position with at the moment. The Tide are likely to land him on tomorrow. He's going to be the guy to watch out for tomorrow for the Crimson Tide. But you also have to look at DeMarcus Riddick now. Everyone's eyes is going to go to Riddick. Alabama commits are shouting him out on Twitter, trying to get him to join the Crimson Tide class, because he's going to actually announce a final decision on July 26th. He's committed to Georgia, the four-star linebacker, but he's going to announce a final decision and is most likely going to come down between Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn. The Crimson Tide do have some momentum heading into that decision. and They have done a tremendous job of showing him that he is a priority, considering how late they got involved in this recruitment because he was committed to Georgia when they, when they first offered him. But they have shown that, yo, we want you. And Tuscaloosa Auburn has shown the same thing. So we will see what happens on July 26. Riddick is a guy to watch as well. So right now, Riddick, um, Jamie, um, French, those two guys I'll pay close attention to.
2: If you're just checking out the show here on a Friday, we're joined by the Director of Scouting and Recruiting for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, our own Justin Smith, who does an unbelievable job with these young athletes on the recruiting trail. So, so Justin, just in your perspective, I mean, what makes it so special when – you got these young athletes that can just recruit each other. You know, the coaches, they do their thing. But what makes it so special when you have so many athletes that feel like, I want to play with this guy, I want to play with that guy, let me go and put my two cents in to get this young man in. Because if I feel like if I can reach him, he would want to play with me. How special is it really to have these young guys that just want to play with each other so badly they're willing to go out there and recruit one another?
4: I think that's something that we have seen a lot in recruiting. Now it's no different than what you see in the NFL, NBA. Guys are friends, want to play with each other, and I think that is bigger in college because you're going to spend so much time, so much time around your teammates, more more, more time around your teammates. Then your coaches and some in the, and everyone else involved in the program. You're going to spend the most time around those guys, whether it's practice, eating, whether it's going back to the um your dorm room, going back to your apartment. You're going to spend most of your time around um your teammates, even some of your free time. So of course, guys want to play with guys that they good along with, and that's huge. That guys are taking advantage of that um, building relationship with guys and I think that's important and that's something you're starting to hear guys say when they commit to school hey I committed to the school because of the guys who are committed with me and that's something I'm going to consider who is committed with me um who is going to the school with me not only what they can do on the field but um do I get along with them um is, is it someone that I feel I can be great teammates with all of that is starting to play a factor in recruits decisions so of course I think Kids recruiting each other, stuff so is going to um, continue. And I think it is important for some of the leaders of your class to help out on the recruiting drill.
2: He is Justin Smith, people, the director of scouting and recruiting for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Join us here on a Friday. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith, breaking down four-star offensive lineman William Sanders, committing to the Crimson Tide, continuing the success here of Bama on the recruiting trail for the month of July. Justin, as always, we appreciate you. Thank you kindly, my man. We'll catch up with you soon. All right. See you. Have a good day. Always fun talking recruiting with Justin Smith here, people. Alabama's 2024 class, the month of July. Justin said it. People in May and June were like, oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. The class is going by slow. And Justin was like, wait till July gets here. July got here. Alabama's got several names here in this class. Looking for more as we round this month out. We go to a break right here, folks. When we get back we dive into the first topic of conversation. Bama was ticked off leaving Media Days. When I left Media Days Wednesday, I saw something that had me go, this can be really good for the upcoming season. What did I see? We'll talk about it after this. And we are back into the action right here, folks, from the break, number one form for your Crimson Tide. Football news in my own world, George Truly, Steven Smith of TDA. Got my man, Eli Walker, in the production studio. We appreciate all of you for the super chats. Keep those things coming. We got I am the last ape with the 99 cents dropping that in there. Appreciate him and Jimmy Batman Clay. Somebody stop this man. Back again with a $20 donation. Dropping that in there. Appreciate I Am The Last Ape. And Jimmy Clay, helping us out here on the show, continue supporting with your super chats, hitting the like button, hitting that subscribe button, making this your platform for all things Crimson Tide football really enjoyed my man Justin Smith in that last segment. That was great. William Sanders' newest commitment to the 2024 class on the offensive line. But now, Eli, we get to the first topic of conversation. Eli, you and I were at Media Days Wednesday for Alabama and Coach Saban in Nashville. Grand Hyatt Hotel. Now, the only thing, Eli, that was bad for us, the drive to the state of Tennessee was good. But drive to Nashville different story the rain oh the monsoon of rain thunder lightning road work siri getting on our last nerve gps rerouting us about 15 dozen times that was the rough part but we got there we got there we got in we got a chance to see a lot there from media days and for me When I left the Grand Hyatt on Wednesday, and I know for a lot of you as Alabama fans and myself included, the main sentence going through our head is, just let it be done on the field. And I understand it completely, and I agree with you all completely, absolutely. But when I left Nashville on Wednesday, I left... With the thought of, Bama's got something to prove again. Here we go. Alabama football's got something to prove. And when Alabama's got something to prove, this is the team that you as the fans love, and this is the program that scares the living daylights out of our position. When Alabama's got something to prove, And even media day's Wednesday, the Bama team, angry, ticked off. They feel disrespected. This is a team that's got something to prove. Full-blown boulder on its shoulders. And media put the final cherry on top of this boulder in terms of voting on, you know, the SEC champion. For the first time since 2015, uh, when Auburn was picked to win the SEC title, we all knew how that went. Alabama ended up winning the SEC anyway. Georgia was picked to win the SEC championship. Georgia picked to win the SEC championship. So, for the first time since 2015, Bama was not picked. And the the Bama players feel disrespected. I mean, hearing Kool-Aid McKinstry hearing Dallas Turner, hearing J.C. Latham, and J.C. Latham, Eli in particular, who had a a T.K. pendant around his neck. Now, I thought T.K. stood for technical knockout. I was praying that it stood for technical knockout, but but T.K. stands for trench king. So I give it that. Trench king. That's good right there. But J.C. Latham looked like he was about to pull a hole. Samuel L. Jackson. He, he had some quotes for the, for, for the ages. He kind of had it scaled back a bit. But I thought for a minute, J.C. is going to turn full on Samuel L. Jackson. He, he talked about it. Hey, Georgia standard, it's great, but it's not above ours. J.C. Latham talk about, talked about, I love the disrespect. I love the negative. I love the naysay. It's more fuel to the fire. And we talked about we're going to be mean. We, we are aggressive. We are nasty. We are physical. You know, we, we coming after it all this year. National championship, Joe Moore wore for the offensive line. He's coming off he's coming after the Outland trophy personally. Like J C laid some goals out there. Brother laid some serious goals out there. And uh I I I mean, uh this is and he kind of compared it to he said, he said, look. When you win, and you're supposed to win, that's cool, that's great and all. But when you win, and everybody's dogging you, and everybody doesn't think you can win, and everybody's got you down for the count, and you're back against the wall, and you still win, liking it to the LeBron James Cleveland Cavaliers that were down 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals, and they came back and won the NBA Finals that's how jc latham feels about this team guys are checking each other in the locker room guys are holding each other accountable guys are making sure folks ain't cutting corners like this is an alabama team with something to prove and jc latham was just one of those three talking about it the other two too late mckinstry and dallas turner There is a lot of excitement in the room about Kevin Steele. There's a lot of excitement in the room. Dallas Turner mentioned himself. Kevin Steele, he has the players run the defense. Kevin Steele has the intensity, toughness, mean-minded mentality. But according to Dallas Turner, he has the players running this defense. This is interesting. Kool-Aid McKinstry talked about it. The personality between the, between the players and Kevin Steele, spot on. Guys really like Steele. No nonsense, toughness, get after it, shoot through, crush people, take their heart from them. Everybody's bought into what Kevin Steele's preaching. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody on that defense. Balled into what? Kevin Steele's preaching and saying. Dallas Turner mentioned the true OG, legit, joyless murder ball, Bama standard. Oh, it's there with Kevin Steele. 100% there with Kevin Steele. JC made the mention it's there with Tommy Reese. But Kool-Aid and Dallas Turner mentioned, hey, it's there with Kevin Steele. And I'll say this. When people have dogged Alabama, when Bama has had something to prove, it ends up a national championship. You look back at 2009, right? Florida was the team. Urban Meyer was the king, right? People didn't think Bama could really do it. 09 Alabama National Championship. 2011, you know, not a lot of people thought Bama could do it in 2011. Vicious tornado rips through the entire state. Then you lose to LSU 6-9. What does Bama do? Wins a national championship. 2015, nobody thought Bama could do it. Everybody was on Auburn, and Jeremy Johnson was supposed to win the Heisman Trophy. He was supposed to be the next Cam Newton. Y'all remember that? And uh, Bama, two years of not winning a title. 2013-2014. Then you lose to Ole Miss, and the Dan Wolkin article comes out. Bama is done. They're not going to do it anymore. Put a fork in their chicken. Their goose is cooked. Say goodnight to Bama. Night, night, Irene. What happens? Alabama being dogged gets to national championship and wins 2017. We remember the loss to Auburn 26-14 to in the Iron Bowl. Every Alabama player was talking about, if the committee lets us in here, it's over. And Alabama got in. And what happened? won a national championship we have also seen when alabama has been hit with nick saban's favorite word the quote unquote rat poison that's when bama buys into the self-hype bama buys into the tea leaves bama buys into what the reports are selling and they don't do as well 2010 bama ball into the tea leaves a three-loss team. Um, If you remember, you know, this past season, the past two seasons, Alabama bought into the tea leaves, didn't do as well. So when Alabama has had something to prove, and it's kind of us against the world, that's when you see the program that the fan base you guys love, and that's when you see the program but everybody is scared to death of. Case in point and why people are scared to death. When you got Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss Thursday at the podium, and he's supposed to be talking about his team, but then Lane Kiffin takes a detour and goes, you know, that's why we have Paul Feinbaum. I mean, Paul is sitting here saying that the legacy's over and the dynasty's dead and just ticking Saban off more and giving them added motivation. We're all like, yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> like, we, we got Lane Kiffin up there saying that. How you know? rest of college football, kind of scared to death right now. Bama's got something to prove. Boy, it's going to be fun to watch this on the field in the fall. We're going to take a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down. When we get back, we go to you. Light us up. We want y'all going pandemonium in the phone line. Light us up. We want to hear from you after this.
0: Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama team paper
2: All right, folks, we're rocking and rolling back with you to the action from the break of Friday, TGIF edition of the show. Hi, the show up in the streets here. Number one form for your Bama football news. And our man Eli Walker in the production studio. Got a shout-out, Don Parker! Don Parker with the 20! dollar donation The Super Chats, dropping the love in there! Appreciate that coming from the man, Don Parker. Continue hitting the like button, tapping that subscribe button, throwing in those super chats, making this your place here to talk all things Bama football. We got a message board, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, touchdownalabama.com, the message board. If you're trying to be in that first wave, first group of fans to help us regrow, rebuild the message board, the link, to the message board can be found in the chat line and in the description check that out right there the message board for touchdown alabama magazine but we go to the phone lines to grab your calls the call segment brought to you by the blue wrench gang 205-448-1358 205-448-1358 you're live on the show what's happening now we feel state your name and where you calling from You're live on a show caller.
5: It's Donnie Lee. Can you hear me,
2: boss? I, 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 What's going on, Donnie? How you doing, my man? Doing good, man. Doing good, Donnie. We uh, we kind, of, we kind of missed you, man, for for the for the main segment. But the, the one thing I want to ask you. The one, thing I, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Donnie, was was this one right here. Is uh, This is Donnie Lee, former Alabama wide receiver, by the way. Donnie, so just from uh, you being around these guys, you uh, training a lot of these guys, uh, you being around the facility, w- what kind of vibe have you been getting from the players? What kind of vibe have you been getting from the coaching staff when you look at just this upcoming season?
3: Oh, man. Well, I can, you know, definitely speak to the players. I spend a lot more time with them than, than the coaches, but uh, man, it's definitely a redemption season. It seems like everybody's locked in. Uh, it's not emotional. It's just very methodical and just focused on, 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 on winning, on winning each week, man, like winning each day, taking it brick by brick uh, uh, trusting the process. As we always say, uh, this year is really just about getting back to the foundation. Uh, I think JC is the, the, the epitome of that. Uh, and everything he says, you know, uh, we're going to stand on that. I'm excited to see uh, what the young B-Sau5 does. Um, I think, you know, they've accepted the challenge uh, that not only Coach Saban, but the entire college sports uh, society has put out there, man, with, you know, the talks of the dynasty being dead. uh, They're they're excited to show that it's alive and thriving.
2: Now, now I know for a fact, Donnie, that uh, people are looking forward to seeing what Jermaine Burton does this season, second year, former transfer from Georgia at the wide receiver position. Now, you and I talked earlier today about how locked in Burton is, but can you speak more so to that? And what kind of season could we have from Jermaine Burton?
3: Uh, I man, I think, you know, just Jermaine's just extremely locked in. Uh, he's excited about, you know, taking on the leadership role. Uh, not only just on in, with the receiving core, but uh, with the entire offense. You know, he's got a veteran presence at this point uh, in the college space. Um, so he's excited to be a leader. You know, he's taking some young guys under his wing. Uh, and so expecting big things out of out of, out of Burton this year.
2: So if, if this if this had to be my thought here, Dottie. And final one from me here. When you look at this, I mean, can, can you tell? that the physicality, can you tell the meanness? Can you tell the, let's make this, you don't want to play Bama again? Can you tell some of that remnant, some of that feeling has been uh, injected back into the program?
3: Uh, I definitely think, you know, a lot of the leadership um, has those qualities. Uh, I think, you know, having someone like HaHa Clinton Diggs come back, uh, that significantly impacts the culture uh, and and makes it a lot more efficient in terms of just getting back to our roots, getting back to our core values. Uh, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, you never truly know that until fall camp. So I'm excited that, you know, the guys are just a few weeks away from that and just having the opportunity to show that, you know, we're not just going to talk about it. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to stand on it, you know, in every word that, that was said, whether it was at media day or in the locker room. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to back those words up. And So I'm excited to see that.
2: Appreciate my man Donnie Lee calling in out of Tuscaloosa, former Alabama wide receiver here to the show, two-time national champion, 2015 and 2017. Kind of wanted to get him in on a guest segment, but he called in the call. That's uh, cool anyway. Always going to hear from my man Donnie Lee. We're going to take this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening, how we feeling? State your name, and where you calling from? Hey, Steven. This is Corey from Trustful. How are you doing this afternoon? Doing great, Corey, on a Friday. Cannot complain. Enjoyed myself in Nashville for media days. And when I left the hotel, my thought was Bama's got something to prove. Uh, this is what the Bama Nation wants to see. And this is what the rest of college football is scared to death to see.
6: Well, you know, the you talked about the 2009-11, 15-17 team about um, – Redemption, and I think there's also a common trend about those teams too, is that they were a smash mouth, um, punch you in the face, no mercy kind of team. And I think what Alabama was trying to do is get back to that as well. And they were also a ground and pound team. And if if that's what Alabama's true, getting back to. We could be looking
2: at another national championship as well, Corey. I, I think so, and I think this is uh, exactly what Coach Saban is trying to get back to. This is the reason why we you have uh, the physical offensive lineman. This is why you have five running backs on the roster. This is why you have Tommy Reese as the offensive coordinator, and uh, wanting to have not just that balance, but being able to run the football, control the game. Uh, for as much as you want to and as much as you can, keeping that other team's offense on the sideline, but most importantly, keeping your defense fresh. And that's another thing that Coach Saban mentioned at media days is there's been so many times the last two years where the defense just was not fresh as it needed to be. So getting back to running the football when you want to, how you want to, yes, still you want to take shots downfield, but being truly balanced, and keeping your defense fresh on the field are the ingredients to get back to a national championship.
6: Well, this may or may not be true, but I think Saban got caught up in the the wanting a a big-time quarterback, and it didn't get us nowhere with the championship with Tua or Bryce Young. But Alabama throughout their history has always been a running team, what mixed in with play action, and that's that's produced national championships. And if Alabama's going back to their roots, then it should, not all the time, but it should produce a national championship more times than not. And if with Alabama going back to their traditional style offense and being an underdog, being the hunter, I think that it bodes well for Alabama.
2: This year. I think it does, Corey. Appreciate Corey calling in the show out of Trustville, Alabama. Being the hunter and then transitioning back to a more physical, um, uh, a more physical punishing style of play does bode well there for the Crimson Tide. We grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Dude was going over to G from Riley. G, what's go- what's happening, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. G got got back from media days Wednesday in Nashville. A lot of good stuff there. I left thinking, okay, here is a Bama team with something to prove. Uh, the big thing is do it on the field, and the number two, G, as you like to bring up, save and play the guys that really want it. Okay, okay, uh,
3: you
5: know. I'm- Hey, that's the that's the recipe. I think that's I think that's how we started. I think that's what we need to get back to. But I wanna throw a couple things out here. So, you know, we the Bama nation, everybody we love Bama, we follow Bama. Uh I think the QB conversation has gone way too far. And I only say that because if if you truly like have followed Bama and Saban this whole time, this 10 years, you know in history. Saban is going to – I don't want to say the word give, but he's going to put the job in Miro's hands to lose. I mean, that's just what he's done over a period of time. I'm going to be honest with you. Can we honestly say Blake Sims was better than Jake Coker when Blake won the job? I think Blake just did good enough with Lane and Amari Cooper to blend in. No disrespect, but we saw what happened the following year with the same team. You know what I'm saying? So – I think it's gonna be Miro's the news, and I, I I hate the slander that's on Miro because if like I said, if we're truly a Bama fan, Bama nation, then we should hope that Miro gets his act together with the passes. That's what if you want to see Bama at his best, it's to have a Lamar Jacksonish type player back there. You know what I'm saying? I don't see why people so down on Miro. He he does he that. If you watch the spring game. Ty didn't look good at all neither. Not gonna say at all, but Ty missed what four touchdown passes. Um, got Burton killed. Um, threw a pick to what's his what's
2: his name? Earl That's Middle. Yeah, Earl Middle. Earl Middle, right? Now, the of, huh? The guy's name is Earl Middle.
5: Okay, yeah, Earl Little. Yeah, that look that pick might have cost Devontae Smith his little opportunity in the slot. That, <laughs> I watched that pick. I said, "Man, I think Devontae got to wait one more year." So, you know, he didn't look good enough to be slandering Millro. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like we said before, I think I also think the strength of our team is you know trying to find a way to get those crazy middle linebackers we got out there. Um, What's today? Justin Jefferson, um, Jahad Campbell, and what's the other guy's name? Um Deontay Lawson? Yeah. Yeah, we got to find a way to have them all on the field at one time. Like I say, if we was crazy enough to put that bullshit, Jack Rabbit, uh, hot bunny, uh cheetah cheetah packet bullshit that didn't work, we should we should definitely be trying to get our three crazy, crazy athletic middles on the field. But I want to say this, number belief, Steve, um, after really watching this, I, you know, I say it every time I come out, I watch it every time. I personally feel our whole team is is great for real I really think everybody is great. My main concern after really overly, overly watching the spring game is the D-line. Um, a lot of people say, I don't see why we should be so hard on Freddie Rose. Woo, woo, woo. Um, the stats, warrant. Being hard on Freddie Ropes. Uh, I don't. One thing I can't blame Pete Golden for is having D lineman that's whooping ass in one on ones. Now he can call whatever he can call in the back end in the secondary, but when it comes to D line, that's mano a mano. It ain't really nothing what you or no shit like that. It's can you whoop his ass up front or not? And let's let's go down the list of of championships. Everybody say when we win championships. We don't have a, uh, a flashy quarterback. I say false because we had Matt Jones. But let's go down the list, dude. I'm gonna let you go. You got Marcel Darius championship. You got Jesse Williams era. And who was Jesse running with back then? I think Jesse was kind of with that Damien Square tie frame
2: yeah. championship.
5: You you can come up and you can come up some more eras, and then we can name um, the the pain. The pain that Allen, the Rayquan. Oh, I missed the error. I'm sorry. Reed, Alshon Robinson. After they got popped by O-State championship. Um, And like I said, you can come up. And I'm naming guys who have saved our ass in games. You got to realize, when we came back in that championship game versus Georgia, who caught the pick and who created the pick?
2: The Uh,
5: D-I. So, so the, the Bama recipe is this. Run the ball and you have to have d linemen to whoop up front. And I, I'm going to say this, man. I really no, – no slack to Freddie Rose. No slack. Trust me, no slack. But I think we're slipping in D-line recruiting because he's not a household D-line coach amongst the other ones in the nation. You know what I'm saying? So – So, if you look at the Peter Woods situation or you look at the other guys we've lost, he really can't stack up against Clemson. You know what I'm saying? He can't stack up against Ohio State. He can't stack up to win the battle against A&M in Georgia. So, I'm not knocking him as a guy that should be in the program. It's just when we put it on paper, uh, the D-line production is down. When's the last time
2: we had a D-line go first-round Steve? I said you had a defensive line and go first round. What would that be? a uh, Quentin Williams? Yeah, Big Q? Yeah.
5: So so no offense. If, if it's one of the kids' best interests, why would why would Peter Woods choose Bama over Clemson and they send him one to two every year in the first? So we we gotta go back to are we really what we could really, really be up front? And, you know, like I said, I watched over the game. And I, and y'all, I know y'all big on it. I'm going to say this is going to start the pot. I know y'all big on it. But go watch that. Go watch that spring again. Jaheen Otis, no production. Tim Smith, no sack, no QB rush. The best QB rush we had from the D linemen was from Iboi B and Transfer Portal Burrow. So, I, I'm just saying, Steve, I think we have it all, but I am worried about the D-line and the D-line representation of the Freddie Rose, Steve. Appreciate you.
2: Appreciate G from Raleigh calling in right there, making his thoughts on the show. We're going to grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name, and where are you calling from? See, I, I say, G, G, let me get in there a little
6: bit, G from Raleigh. <laughs> now, I I'm mean, hey, look, look I'm Jay,
2: saying. Jay, Jay. I think, I think, GJ stole a little <laughs> bit from you. <laughs> I
1: said, I said, he ain't gonna let nobody talk. Now he just passionate about it. This, 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 this Hendricks man from bowman to Cali sports just. Just call it, man. Uh, it's, it's a new day, Steve. It's a new day, man. I, I saw the passion in their eyes, man. J.C. J. the Kool-Aid, the way they was looking, the way they were talking, you just know it's going to be something different this year, man. It's a whole nother hunger, man. And and I, I love that we got our backs against the wall. Everybody counting us out. That's exactly what we want them to do. Just come on with it. Them boys is ready, man. I'm telling you, that's all I wanted to say, man. You know how I do it.
2: Roll time. Appreciate Jovi calling in right there at Anaheim. I mean, when, when, I, when I left Wednesday, and even I can attest to this, because we both left together. When I left Wednesday, I saw a team with something to prove. There's a hunger. There's a fight. There's a determination. There's a feeling of we let ourselves down, and we got to get that back. We let ourselves down and we got to get that back. And that's what I felt from J.C. Latham. That's what I felt from Dallas Turner. That's what I felt from Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, Coach Saber didn't have to say too much because you, you can look at the faces of those three players representing the Crimson Tide and those three players had that all over their faces. We've got to get that back. And, uh, it has to happen on the field. It has to be done on the field. I get it. But at the very least, for you as a fan, at the very least, you see that the players see what y'all see. As a fan, the players now see what y'all have been seeing the last few years. So at least we have that in cohesiveness. Now, now, Get down the field, we're gonna grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Steve, what's up with you, man?
1: This is Jay from Florence.
2: There's my man, Jay. Jay, what's happening, man?
1: Hear me out, Steve. This gonna be a hot take, okay?
2: Okay, go ahead.
1: But uh Georgia, Georgia, building a monster over there, man. Georgia, they got the right guy in charge, and I miss that guy, Kirby Smart. I miss him. I miss him, Steve. You know, uh, I don't know how you other Alabama fans feel, but I, I I look at football for the game of football, and they got the right guy talking the right kind of way because he, he had a five-minute spiel on retention and keeping the coaching staff and. The film guys and all those, he said. That everybody wants to be here. They've been here for the the eight years or however long I've been here, and they they want to be here. Steve, I've been calling in how long, I'm telling you we need to get our guys back in the program.
6: You've
5: been See saying that saying? Jake, like you, got minute. Bala. you got
1: Robert Baller, you got Robert Baller. Oh, he's a linebacker safety. Oh, he's a, a a guru. He's this and that. But you got a guy that played at Alabama. That an NFL coaching staff just wants you to hang around the team to coach those younger guys, man. Come on home and get you a job, Sean Dion. You see what I'm saying, Steve? I've been calling, saying that for how long? And now to turn around and hear Kirby have a five minute spiel at media day saying, "Man, my people wants to be here, huh?" That's 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 the difference, right there, Steve. We ain't got no love in our program no more. It's just that simple. These people come to Alabama as a quick stop, a quick fix. We the $40 hooker. We the quick fix now, Steve. You come here, you get your name right, and you gone. Well, hold on, man. Instead of going to get a guy like Tommy Reese, why wouldn't we go on and go get a chip Long three, four years ago after he was upset in Oklahoma and Texas and all that when he was the uh, offensive coordinator at, at Tulane, saying he wants to – my dream job is Alabama. Oh, wait a minute. You showing me that you could – do it on the highest level with lesser talent, and you want to be here? Oh, but I'm gonna go get a Bill O'Brien, who I know don't give a flip. You see what I'm saying, Steve? Like, man, we ain't got no love in our program, or am I wrong to feel like that?
2: I mean, Jay, Je- I mean, Je- You you make a point because I've looked at that. I looked at it that way also. Why not bring A. Sean Dion back home? He played for you. He been in that trench fair. He been in that warfare. He's won championships. He understands the program. I was with a lot of people that said, uh, bring D'Amico Ryan's home. But of course, D'Amico was going to get that head coaching job, but I was one of the few. Hey, bring D'Amico Ryan's home. Bring guys home that have been a part of the program. I've been one to say, somebody go grab Bo Davis from Texas. Snatch Bo Davis back here. Get, get get him back here for this defensive line because the defensive line hadn't been the same since Bo Davis left.
1: or uh, uh, you ain't okay bo man you should have kept uh, watch my man name that went to Colorado uh, uh, I, I, I mentioned I mentioned that you keep South Sun come, come on man, that man been there that man been there and he want to be here. Man, Steve, go, you will go get old man Kevin Steele and make sure he got his his 10th year to get his retirement. You see what I'm saying? You will do all this homeboy stuff for all these other folks. Man, go and get the people that want to be here. Go and get them folks that we want in here. And I hate to say it like that, Steve, but come on, man. You got him on the D-line. Then you got Freddie Roach as a linebacker. And maybe you, do, you can go get a uh, Sean Dion. Man, think about that. Just think about how, they, how what kind of passion they put into the program knowing, oh, snap, all y'all done did it at the highest level here and y'all done seen it done. Hey, maybe I might want to go to Bama because they love me just as – I mean, I ain't going to lie, do we, do we love these players like we used to? You see what I'm saying? Can't nobody say, oh, I, I love Harry Toto. No, you can't because he didn't play like he wanted to be loved. He played like it was a business decision every game. For that man, he played like he was being coached by a guy making some bullcrap business decisions. You see what I'm saying? Instead of see ball, get ball, fly around, hit somebody. Oh snap, bro! I got you. You missed a tackle. You used to see Kirby patting the guys up. It's okay. It's okay. You missed the tackle, cool. But guess what? You came back and knocked this block off, and I still love you the same. You see what I'm saying, Steve? But we ain't, man. We ain't got that in our program. Y'all need to go listen to Kirby talk about man. He had, man Kirby man Steve, I love him man. I love him man. He he, he even uh had that spiel of, uh better never rest man. what? better never rest? Oh my God, that was perfect Steve man. But I I love y'all Roll Tie. Let's get some freaking love back in the freaking program man.
2: Gotta have Jay every single day. Jay from Florence calling in. You, you, you feel the passion, you feel the intensity. This is why we do this, Eli. This is why we do this three days a week. For the passion, the enjoyment of you, the fans. This is why I have fun with this. Three days a week. Speaking of having fun with if I have fun getting to these Super Chats! We got Bama Girl 26! Oh my goodness, a $20 donation. From Bama Girl 26, and then Dr. Daryl Ellis with a 19. 99, throwing the love in there. Dr. Daryl Ellis, appreciate Bama Girl 26. Dr. Daryl Ellis helping us out here continue, throwing those super chats in. Appreciate the calls, man. A lot of passion from you guys. A lot of excitement, man. Some realness, too. Gotta love Jay for that. Still got the people that do miss Kirby Smart. You got those that do miss Jeremy Pruitt. You got those that miss Steve Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin. Me personally, I miss Mel Tucker. (laughs) And Derek Ansley working the defensive backs. I ain't gonna lie to you, I miss both of them cats. Wish the best form. But we have a coaching staff here for 2023 that we all got to be behind. We're going to see what they do, how they do, how they perform. Cool call topic right here. Bama in the NFL. So how about the number one overall pick? from the NFL Draft has agreed to big, big money. Big contract, the Brinks truck for the Carolina Panthers has backed up on one Bryce Young. Came out today, NFL Insiders Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. Bryce Young's deal, four years fully guaranteed. No typo, fully guaranteed. He's looking square in the face of $37.9 million. Eli, if we just had one million, just one. Just one. 37.9 for Bryce Young. The signing bonus for Bryce Young is nearly $24.6 million. A lot of money right there. Uh, he will get that up front. He's expected to sign the deal very, very soon, but has come to an agreement on the terms of his fully guaranteed contract with the Panthers. Bryce Young also has a partnership with Bojangles. Bowtie. He's got that Bojangles partnership, so Bryce is straight. He's good. He's all right. 2021 Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young. Finished his career second all time for passing touchdowns in Bama history with 80. Young uh, helped Alabama to a well helped Alabama to two SEC championships. One as a starting quarterback in 2021, the other as a backup in 2020. He also helped Alabama as a backup the 2020 season win the College Football Playoff National Championship. But we take our final break here, folks. Don't touch that dial. We get back. We wrap things up with discussing uh, Nick Saban's analogy when it comes down to Alabama's quarterback race and the quarterback race itself. We get to it after this.
1: What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman. And you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own
0: words. Brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine.
6: Roll-tide, roll! Time! Roll!
0: Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama.
4: Another day is here, and
2: you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos,
0: Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com
2: slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, people, we definitely appreciate all of you for what you did today. All of the phone calls. Calls were fantastic, you guys. All of the phone calls, super chats, chat line, fun conversations today. Thanks to you guys. Continue to hit that like button. Tap that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Do all that you do to make this your place to talk Bama football. We have the message board, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, touchdownalabama.com, the message board. If you're trying to be in the in the uh, new wave or new group of fans to help us regrow, rebuild the message board. The link to that board can be found in the chat line and in the description. Check it out right there, the message board for TouchdownAlabama.com. But, know, we get into the final topic of conversation, that being, you know, Coach Saban's analogy on the quarterback race and uh, the quarterback race itself. So, uh Uh, Coach Saban compared the Alabama quarterback race to baking a cake. Uh, He said that uh, Grandma Saban, you know, put some cake in the oven there. And, uh, you know, Saban would always say, hey, Grandma, what's the ETA on this cake? When's this cake going to be done? And, you know, Grandma Saban was like, you know, look, Nick Nick, Nick Lou, Nick Lou, you got to wait till the cake get all the way done now, because if the cake ain't all the way done, it's going to be a mushed up cake and it ain't going to taste right. So you can't rush the process here on this cake. So the same way that Fabian is not going to rush the process on a good good cake, he's not going to rush the process here on the quarterback competition. All three guys in the competition, Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, Tyler Buckner, they have all been progressing, but no one has separated yet. Coming from one, Coach Saban. He is not rushing here the process of this quarterback competition, this quarterback room here. When you look at all three, just personally starting off of Jalen Milrow, we know what he is athletically. Guy can run. Guy can move. Batman as an athlete. The one thing we're all asking, where is his passing game? Has it come up to par? Is he accurate or accurate enough to keep defense defenses honest? Can he hit guys open downfield? Is he the passer, along with all other things he can do, to take Alabama and win the national championship? That's what we're asking. That's what we want to see here when it comes down to fall camp. When you look at Ty Simpson, a lot of Bama fans go, he's the complete package. He feels like he's the complete package. He's got the arm talent. He's got the ability to throw the football. He can make the throws up and down the field. He's got really good athleticism. We saw that in the spring game. Is he ready to kind of step in there and be the guy? For you as Bama fans, a lot of you look at Ty Simpson and go, he he looks like he's the complete package, right? He looks like he's it. Like he looks like he's him, right? But our question becomes, he didn't play much at all last year, didn't really get a chance to really throw. Is he ready to step in there? That's our thought with him. Then when we look at Tyler Buckner, we're all going, does he shock America? <laughs> does he shock the world? Does Tyler Buckner shock all of us by coming to Tuscaloosa as a summer guy and big boy in this like Debo away from Milroy and Simpson? Can that really happen? That's what we're all asking ourselves. Because if Buckner came in spring ball, this would be a completely different story. Because if he was to came in spring ball, he would have gotten the system in the spring, the culture in the spring, the reps in the spring, the weight training in the spring, learning everybody, and people starting to get a feel for him in the spring. If he would have came this spring, this would have been better because quarterback in Alabama, quarterback all over, but especially quarterback in Alabama, hardest position to play. Like, so much is thrown upon your shoulders. You can be a running back in Alabama, come in in the summer and win the job, but that could happen. You could be an offensive lineman. Come in late in the summer and potentially get a starting spot. You could be any other position, right? And get that. Quarterback's a bit different because there's so much demanded of you and put upon your shoulders to navigate. And for Tyler Buckner, because he did not come in the spring, we're asking ourselves. Can he take a crash course of, like, advanced physics calculus and ace it? <laughs> Can he literally come in the summer and be the starting quarterback for Alabama? Does Tyra Buckner shock the world? All of these things, something to really keep your eye on. Once again, you got fan day, and the open practice coming up on August 5th, hopefully they are gonna get us in there, Eli. If they'll get us in there, we're going to get a chance to watch a lot of stuff. A lot of really good stuff that we can come back and do our reporting on. But as always, Bama fans, you want the best news, notes, information, entertainment on your favorite football program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you have the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. For good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'm trying to be back on Monday, continuing the conversation. It's Tide Football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in the description. you're trying to get your hands on the fresh edition of TDA the magazine, here's what you do. You go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join. Become a member and or a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. Gotta show some love to all of you, the Bama fans, for all the calls. Donations, chatting, conversations, passion, dialogue. We appreciate all of you. Gotta shout out my man Eli Walker in the production studio, handling this thing there. Till next time, folks. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue. Doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing. To not be bored there, get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself, you protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, I'm your man Stephen Smith, and you've been listening. Them my own words.